This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord with another edition of the Did He Really Just Say That? The Word of the Lord. What in the world is going on at the Washington Post? I'll have more on that in a minute. But first, by now you've all heard me talk about my pillow, and now Mike Lindell has done it again by introducing his new my slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop them. They're designed to wear indoor and outdoors all day long, and I do. They're made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue. They're made with quality leather suede, and for a limited time, Mike is offering forty percent off his new my slippers. The my slippers are so comfortable that you will want to get some for the whole family. So go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code Jeff. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including those fabulous Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-606-1043 and use promo code Jeff. Now, a recent Washington Post editorial was headlined, Kevin McCarthy's Downward Spiral. Then ex-Bush 43 speechwriter turned post-columnist Michael Gerson, of all people, wrote an op-ed titled, Kevin McCarthy Emerges as a Demagogue in His Own Right. Well now, the editorial focused on McCarthy's warning to 35 social media companies not to release the private records of various Republican House members that have been targeted by the January 6th committee, and which the January 6th committee is requesting. McCarthy warned that the Republican majority will not forget if these companies do this. The Post goes on to say this, quote, Mr. McCarthy should be defending Congress's prerogative to investigate, not trying to curb it with threats and bullying. His fevered reaction can only prompt questions about what he and members of the House GOP caucus seek to hide, unquote. Ex-speechwriter Mr. Gerson, meanwhile, said that McCarthy's actions represent a, quote, um, obstruction of a congressional inquiry, unquote, which is, quote, probably a violation of House ethics rules and maybe even a violation of federal law, unquote. He added, quote, McCarthy wants to show his chest hair and spitting skills in a party where toxic masculinity has become the dominant political philosophy, unquote. Oh, how I remember when George W. Bush was accused of toxic masculinity. But that's another topic. So, say what? Kevin McCarthy's fevered reaction is welcome opposition in reality to the mindset of the Post and Gerson, both of whom seem not to notice that they are supporting outright fascism. That's right. I said it. I said it out loud. Fascism. Cut through all the extended topic toxic verbiage about McCarthy, and one realizes that what the Post and columnist Gerson are cheering on is outright fascism. The use of private companies by the state to demand the private communications of Americans who, not so coincidentally, serve as members of the United States Congress. Note well that this demand for the communications of a select group of McCarthy's Republican colleagues does not include a demand for the communications of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, the House Democratic leadership, or their respective staffs, which is to say, the people who were, in fact, responsible for providing security for the U.S. Capitol building on January 6th. To borrow from that post-editorial, why is the January 6th committee afraid to investigate Pelosi and company? What is the committee and Pelosi, 
not to mention the Washington Post, seeking to hide. The Post hilariously claims that McCarthy is using, quote, threats and bullying, unquote, to curb a congressional investigation. In fact, it is Nancy Pelosi, repeatedly aided and abetted by the Post, who went out of her way to veto in bully style the appointment of the, to the January 6th Committee of Republican Representatives Jim Jordan of Ohio and Jim Banks of Indiana, precisely because she feared a truly independent investigation and what it would reveal about her own conduct in the days leading up to January 6th. Recall from history these words from Italy's infamous fascist dictator Benito Mussolini, quote, Fascism should rightly be called corporatism, as it is the merger of corporate and government power, unquote. What the Post and Gerson are demanding and defending is precisely, quote, the merger of corporate and government power, unquote, as lovingly described by the fascist Mussolini. They are crystal clear in defending the government's now-on-the-record partnership with those, quote, 35 telecommunications and social media companies, unquote, to investigate the First Amendment free speech rights of select members of Congress, members of Congress who are, not coincidentally, all Republicans. The New York Post has taken note of a lawsuit by data analyst and digital strategist Justin Hart in an editorial. The lawsuit was filed in California on Hart's behalf by the Liberty Justice Center, a public interest law firm. It names its defendants Facebook, Twitter, President Joe Biden, and the United States Surgeon General Vivek Murphy, who are accused of violating Hart's First Amendment right to free speech. The New York Post editorial noted this, quote, Ask questions or post content about COVID-19 that runs counter to the Biden administration's narrative and find yourself censored on social media. The lawsuit contends that the federal government is, quote, colluding with social media companies to monitor, flag, suspend, and delete social media posts it deems misinformation, unquote. In other words, what the Washington Post and Gerson are demanding is precisely what Hart is suing about, collusion between the federal government and social media companies. Again, that collusion, which is what the January 6th committee is supporting and McCarthy is staunchly opposing, is exactly a fit with Mussolini's point. Again, Mussolini said, Mussolini said that, quote, fascism should rightly be called corporatism, as it is the merger of corporate and government power, unquote. One can only imagine the outcry if McCarthy began demanding that the request to those 35 companies for private records be expanded to include the private records of reporters, editors, and selective columnists at the Washington Post. CNN, by the way, has identified the targeted members of this government corporate power grab as Republicans Lauren Boebert of Colorado, Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia, Jim Jordan of Ohio, Andy Biggs of Arizona, Paul Gosser of Arizona, Mo Brooks of Alabama, Madison Cawthorn of North Carolina, Matt Gates of Florida, Louis Goman of Texas, Jody Heiss of Georgia, and Scott Perry of Pennsylvania. I want to take particular note of that last name. Congressman Scott Perry of Pennsylvania is my own congressman. I know him well. Scott is a retired major general in the U.S. Army Reserve and served in the Iraq War. And the January 6th committee is going out of its way to target Scott Perry, a serious American patriot who literally put his life on the line for his country? Really? This is not only insulting, it is dangerous. Indiana Republican Jim Banks got it exactly right when he said this in a letter to January 6th Committee Chair Representative Benny Thompson, quote, Rifling through the call logs of your colleagues would depart from more than 230 years of congressional oversight. 
This type of authoritarian undertaking has no place in the House of Representatives, and the information you seek has no conceivable legislative purpose, unquote. Banks got it exactly right, and Republican Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio, who was on the same targeted list with Congressman Perry, hinted at exactly the way to deal with this dangerous nonsense. CNN reported his response thusly, quote, Jordan, who is among those whose records the committee is requesting, last week warned that there could be political retribution. I have nothing to hide, he said, but added that if they cross this line, Republicans will keep asking questions about their Democratic colleagues, unquote. Bingo. Let me get specific on this. If the January 6th committee, with the support of the Washington Post, insists on using this fascist collusion between the committee, the government, and corporations, those 35 social media companies, then two more things need to happen. One, there must be a request from Congress that, quote, a group of telecommunications companies preserve the phone records, unquote, of Speaker Nancy Pelosi, her staff, the entire January 6th committee and its staff, the entire Democratic leadership of the House and staff, plus the heads of relevant committees, like, say, Representative Adam Schiff, the chair of the House Intelligence Committee. Schiff, in fact, was already caught in a punk prank seeking naked pictures of Trump. Okay, and so Buseva met with Trump uh, in in uh, New York at some point after the 2013 Miss Universe uh, yes. pageant. Absolutely, and she got uh, compromising materials on Trump after their uh, short relations. Okay, and, and what's the nature of the compromise? Well, there were pictures of naked Trump. Okay. And so Putin was made aware uh, of the, the availability of the compromising material? Yes, of course. Uh, Buzova shared those materials with uh, Sobchak, and Sobchak shares those materials with uh, Putin because she's a goddaughter of Putin, and Putin decided to press on Trump. Um, and, uh, and the materials that you can provide to the committee or to the FBI, uh, would they corroborate this allegation? Sure, of course. Uh, when they were in Ukraine, we got their conversation by the phone where they discussed those uh, compromising materials. We are ready to provide it to FBI. So you, you have recordings of both Sovchek and Buseva uh, where they're discussing the compromising material on uh, Mr. Trump? Absolutely. What else has he been doing? Now may be the time to find out. And number two, there must be a, quote, larger preservation request to 35 social media and telecommunication, telecommunication companies, including Verizon Wireless, AT&T, T-Mobile, U.S. Cellular, and Sprint, unquote, that targets, again, Pelosi, her staff, the entire membership of the January 6th committee and staff, the entire Democratic leadership of the House, plus the heads of relevant committees and staff. At issue here is something quite simple. The U.S. Capitol, for whose physical security the Speaker and her leadership are ultimately responsible, was not secured on January 6th. House Republican Conference Chair Elise Stefanik has tweeted out, correctly I might add, this, quote, Speaker of the House clearly bears responsibility for not securing the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, but the drooling media, <clears throat> Washington Post, is too petrified to ask, unquote, she added, quote, The American people deserve to know the truth that Nancy Pelosi bears responsibility as Speaker of the House for the tragedy that occurred on January 6th, unquote. 
Stefanik has revealed that the Capitol Police specifically had made clear their concerns about security ahead of January 6. She adds, quote, rather than providing them with the support and resources they needed and they deserved, she prioritized her partisan political optics over their safety, unquote, Stefanik said. House GOP leader McCarthy is also on the record on saying this, saying that nearly a month before January 6th, way back there in December of 2020, the leadership knew there was a problem, he says. Exactly. So where is the post-investigation of Pelosi? What I hear from the Post on this is nothing but crickets. So I'll close with this answer to the Washington Post and Mr. Gerson. Your demand for government collusion with those 35 social media companies is a call for outright fascism. And the very fact that you are condemning House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy for opposing fascism says everything the rest of us need to know. What the Washington Post is doing is shameful. And most importantly of all, it is dangerous. This is Jeffrey Lord. Stop by my website, thejeffreylord.com, and join me again for the next episode of the Word of the Lord podcast. See you then. Bye.